Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, episode 109. Tonight, we're going to be talking about what makes a good Nintendo Direct. We've also got some news to talk about, some questions like, what's our favorite game from 1991, and how do we feel about cloud gaming? We're talking all that and more. Greetings, fellow Nintendo Pals. My name is Andros. I'm one of the hosts of the Nintendo Pals podcast, the show all about Nintendo and friendship. And I am joined, as I am joined each and every week, by fellow Nintendo Pal host, all-around cool guy, the best hair, Micah. Yep. <laughs> and Micah, I gotta ask. I, the, the music is so loud. Hold on, just <laughs> letting it play out. How the heck are you? I'm pretty good. Well, that's that's good to hear. Glad glad to hear it. Um, I'm also doing pretty good. Uh, anything new and exciting going on in the life of Micah? Not particularly. You were telling me you're getting a, a lot of uh, awesome job offers. Almost. Almost getting them or almost awesome. <laughs> almost awesome. <laughs> yeah. And not really that many. Just it's like essentially like the spam of job searching sites where they just like send you terrible recommendations. Nice. Um yeah, it's been been a good week for me. Been busy. Uh I have exciting news. We are business owners now, Micah. Well, you already knew that. I've done. We, yeah, we wow, what a surprise Whoa, to me. Oh, hey, yeah. Andros and Micah LLC is, a, is an actual LLC that we now uh, have as part of the Nintendo Pals. Um, it's, just, it's part of our ex- expansion. Um, and uh, we're pretty, pretty hyped about that. Pretty, that's pretty cool. Is that stuff people normally talk about and share in podcasts? Like, hey, we started a business. This this podcast and other uh, ventures around it, streaming, YouTubing, like all, all the stuff that falls in the Nintendo Pals umbrella is all part of that business. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it'll be even cooler when it uh, makes money. <laughs> <laughs> But it does make a little bit, and that is thanks to the wonderful people that we have supporting us over on Twitch and through our Patreon. So thank you so much to all those who uh, have checked out patreon.com backslash Nintendo Pals, where you can support us for as uh, low as $3 a month. And um, we've got people at every tier, some awesome rewards, including a exclusive access to the Nintendo Pals Plus podcast, as well as behind-the-scenes content, and you get your name on the wall. That's right behind you, for those watching the video. Micah has it on the wall. It's, it's on my wall, too. It's a little blurry. Oh, no. Wait, oh, wait. did some of them fall off as well? 
Uh, so yeah, not only are they blurry, but there's a 50% chance it'll actually be on the ground. Sorry, Mute Dog and Monkey Thunder. I don't know. Oh, you shouldn't have named names. They would have had no idea. It was them. <laughs> they're there. They're they're on the wall. I need better tape. We'll get some duct tape. Throw it up there. Um, and again, as we promise every week, we'll come up with a more permanent solution for the names on the wall at some point. <laughs> But then we don't. We just keep the same pieces of paper. Those might fall in the middle of this episode. I don't know how good that tape is. So, uh, <clears throat> with with that fantastic opener, uh, let, let's let's uh, jump in to this. Micah, you know what we're doing tonight? What we do every Friday night, and every what we try to do every evening night, we. Try to take over the world of Nintendo podcasts, and we do that through five-star reviews. So if you, listener, have not yet left us a five-star review, you're new here, no problem. Five stars for, from all, from all for us. You can leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, and Audible, or wherever else. Uh, we check those four spots, so if you leave us a review in one of those spots we will shout you out on the show like we are going to shout out the brand new review from presto the magnificent on pod chaser that's right presto longtime listener amazing guy and host of off the wall a nintendo podcast that is very pro waluigi um and so it's a great podcast already that's uh, like just just with that little bit of knowledge but he left us a review on Podchaser. You want to read that out for us, Michael? Yeah, he says, this is the best Nintendo podcast. True. Amazing hosts, incredible banter, and just a fun show in general. Also, true. This podcast inspired me to create my own and is the reason that Very I'm doing too. podcasting at all. It is really good. Listen to it. Not to mention they make amazing YouTube videos as well, which are always well edited and super funny, much like the actual podcast. Thank you so much, Presto. Uh, Do you want to read the next part? Yeah, then they also, while I'm here, what's your favorite game that came out in 1991? Which we will answer eventually. What a... We could just answer it now. He asked it in the review. We'll answer questions in the review. We've done that before. Yeah. And uh, we're eventually answering it right now. Yeah, that's also true. So much truth. Uh, Michael, what's your favorite game released oh, in 1991? Obviously, Gradius 3. That is a fantastic, fantastic game. little space side-scrolling shooter thing. Um, I feel weird picking this because I feel like I have already picked this, but Super Mario World apparently came out. Let's, I mean, let's, it let's came out somewhere. This. What was Super Mario World's release date? I'm just going to verify this. 1990. But it might have come out... In Japan, I think. Yeah, North America came out in 1991. So I'm picking this twice in a row because it's that good. I love this game. Uh, but I'm going to give an honorable mention to Battletoads for our buddies Schlimtor and Cosmic. Uh, who just absolutely love that game and Battletoads. I, I mean, I, I like Battletoads too. It's awesome. 
Um, and also shout out to a link to the past. I thought you said that there wasn't a lot of games on this list. Now that I'm looking at this list, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, shout out to uh, I lost it. Samus Returns. I forgot to look under the Game Boy games as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Super Mario World for me. That's that's my answer. Thanks so much for the question, Presto. Presto asks questions every single week, and I'm fairly certain there's also a question in the community quarter for Presto. So. And you know what? We've talked about it before. There is absolutely no shame. Thank you to everybody who does leave us questions every single week. Um, and for those that just leave them occasionally or just once, you left a question and then never asked another question because we answered it. So it's, it's done. You don't need another answer, right? Perfect. Hey, and thanks to everybody who leaves us five-star reviews. It really does help out our show so much. Listen. There are a lot of podcasts out there. There are a lot of Nintendo news outlets out there. We cannot do anything to make ourselves the top of those lists. We we can't. I mean, I mean, I can do some like search engine optimization. I can do I can do some behind the scenes stuff. We can make quality content. That but that's hard. What we need is your help. We need the help of everybody listening because that's where that's where that stuff comes from truly it's through five-star reviews it's through you sharing with your friends with your family with your grandma your mom your dog anybody that will listen to nintendo pals podcast share it on with them because I think those last three just count as under family i mean yeah i'm specifying which family you could go to first just some examples you could go to all family every single family member if every single one of your family members doesn't know about nintendo pals i mean what are you? What else are you gonna do this weekend? Play Splatfest? Psh, you got to, you gotta go. You gotta go. Sh, spread the word. <laughs> five star reviews. Thank you so much to everybody who does that. It, 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 jokes aside, five star reviews really do help our show get seen and get boosted in the podcast feed algorithms, and uh, people notice. Publishers go, "Ooh, this podcast looks like it gets a lot of listens." They'll work with us. They'll send us games to try. Um, and yeah, we get like, there, there's so much that comes from just you leaving a five star review. So do it. Go down. Do it. Like, stop, stop, stop waiting. What, do you, what are you waiting for? Just do it. <clears throat> Anything to add to that, Micah? No, I, I think you, you covered it pretty good. Nice. All right. With that, let's jump into the uh, first segment of our show, and let's talk what you're playing. What have you been playing lately, Micah? I played just last night uh, through Earthworm Jim, which is a fantastic game and potentially the greatest game ever made with a worm as the main character. Or at least I should say greatest series. Because watch I, out, I, watch out, future worms. Worm Jim games. <laughs> Have you played Worms or seen Worms game? Where uh, it's like that turn-based, yeah, attacking. <laughs> that's the only other has worm. a holy hand grenade, if I remember that, correctly. That's the only worm-based game I know about. <laughs> that's true. I, I have played some of those, and they are pretty fantastic. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, 
I, I agree. Earthworm Jim is fantastic. Then, I guess, then besides that, I've mostly just been playing Splatoon 3. It's been my Excellent. go-to game. I have not had a lot of time to game this week, so I haven't played a ton. Um, but for stream, we did another run of Iron Bros, the Mario Maker 2 Iron Bros Challenge. That is where we where I attempt to play through. The goal is 50 levels. Um, my personal goal is 10. <laughs> <laughs> 10 levels, one life, normal difficulty, endless mode in Mario Maker 2. It's hard. Uh, it is very hard, and over the course of the stream, I think I I think I maxed out at like four was like the best I got. And to People add to that are challenge, the worst. To add to that challenge, every time I died, I spun a punishment wheel and did a punishment, and that was everything from doing burpees to playing Echo the Dolphin, watching Sonic Adventure cutscenes. Um, or some of like you had to play a talking fish, Smash Bros. Oh yeah, that was pretty brutal. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. Like a lot of the punishments chat was suggesting weren't really that bad. <laughs> the burpees was probably the worst one. Well, after your little. Oh uh... no no no! I I'm sorry. There there is one that I've blocked from memory, but peeked its way back in. Ketchup mixed with milk. No one ever try that. Please do not try that at home. It is. It it made me ill. I'm relatively confident it's not actually that bad, and I don't even I like thought, ketchup. Listen, I went into that expecting it to not be bad at all. Like I was like, this is essentially soup, right? Like like a tomato I soup. Kind of like soup a, milk, a tomato soup is like milk based with tomato. Is it? I thought it was yeah. tomato based. Yeah, but you mix it with stuff to make it like a creamy soup. No ketchup and milk. Mm 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 mm. My body rejected it immediately. I, I, I like almost threw up on stream. It was, it was quite insane. So yeah, it, it, it was, it was a mix of brutal. I had to, I had to buy Five Nights at Freddy's. That was another punishment. Oh, I yeah, got. and you'll have to play that sometime. Just like you'll have to play through Echo the Dolphin now that you got hooked, right? That little taste you got. I'm not gonna lie, it was fun. It just Plus, was... it is a fantastic looking game as well also yeah ghosts and goblins was another one people were just punished but their punishments were like hey play this random game that is kind of hard and kind of that's hard. Not, it's not really that punishing i mean ghosts and goblins was pretty tough but it was fun i was having a good time it wasn't it wasn't punishing to me i mean you say kind of hard but you were literally on the first level yeah, but I was having a good time. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Uh, no, yeah. I, I, I eventually. I just think you need to it. upgrade it to very hard, as a game. Anyways, that was that was my uh, stream event this week, and then as far as games, I played some Fall Guys, or as my son likes to call it, Small Guys. It's like, can we play some Small Guys, Dad? Can we play some Fall Guys duos, and he really wants to get a victory. He struggles with Fall Guys, um, so it's. Especially some of these new maps, because it's a new season right now. Um, some of these new maps are pretty tough. And are I, I would say pre pretty challenging. Like they really overused those uh, hexagons that disappear when you jump on them. But those are the best part. Not in a uh, race where 
if you end up behind someone, you you lose. <laughs> that was happened to me multiple times. Where I was like, well, that that's well, game. I can't can't do don't anything. Don't be behind the person, obviously. Yeah, they're like Simple as they're that. like full tracks though. It was it, anyways. I I'm I'm liking the new season. There's some cool stuff. Uh, yeah, have fun with that. Played a little bit of Spelunky, and then I thought about I thought very hard about playing Elden Ring. And then realized I don't have space for it currently on my PC. Oh, so yeah. I need to clear sure space. It's relatively big. Yeah, I need to clear space. And then I will be playing Elden Ring. Don't don't you worry, everybody that is wanting me to play Elden Ring. I will be playing it. Uh, did you hear the news about Spelunky 2? I don't know if this is actually in our news section. No. But I believe they just added crossplay. So now oh, you can nice. play with anyone you want. I I think it's across all systems. Nice. That's super cool. Uh, no, just another reason it's the greatest game of all time. One of the greatest games of all time. I'm I'm a huge fan of when games do that, personally. Crossplay for for all. That's the way to do it for sure. Yep. <laughs> the consumers win. I get it. I gotta I gotta read you this uh this tweet we got because I was just I was just reminded of it just now. Uh, a, a a review from a new follower on Twitter says not really a review but just a a comment. Micah's three second talking spurts and the awkward silence after Andros takes a break from talking. I work hard to maintain those awkward silences. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, and we're getting a raid from our from our buddies over at All In Podcast. Thank you guys so much for the raid. Appreciate that. We don't. The raid sound effect didn't go off. I didn't hear it, so it'll probably come at some point. Usually, that means it's delayed. Um, I mean, does in that review does that mean they they like the awkward? I can't. Silences? I can't tell because they followed us and then left that tweet. I guess. I guess they I think mean, that's cool. That's probably their favorite part, I assume. Oh yeah, now yeah. who's the one with the awkward silence? I was giving I you a talk. taste. I was giving you a taste of your own medicine, buddy. Uh, Pal. Well, I thought it was good, but I know some people of our duo ship tend to think they're maybe not the greatest. Some people in our duo ship think they're not the greatest, as in me. Potentially. <laughs> who else was there in our duo ship? <laughs> who are who else I didn't think in... I really didn't think I'd have to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> My brain took a bit to catch up with what you were saying. Um Listen. There's nothing wrong with it. It's only awkward if you make it awkward, right? This is just how we I mean we've been podcasting like this for a while. I don't I'm not bothered by it. You bothered by it, Michael? Nope. Cool. Let's move on to the next segment of our show. <laughs> Let's go into the um uh, ad break. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We gotta talk to y'all about um. Oh, man, I've totally messed up our ad read. You kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> what we're really about to do is go to the Nintendo News. That's right. Hey, 
Jason. Just kidding. It's time for our sponsor. <laughs> Support for Nintendo Pals is brought to you by Manscaped. It's dangerous to go alone, so take Manscaped with you. Yeah, start using your Triforce of Wisdom by picking up the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver deodorant for down under, uh, the Crop Reviver toner, and plus two free gifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. Yes, and don't you worry, Zoras, because the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof, so you can trim that hair even in the water temple. And while you are at it, you can use the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo plus Conditioner and Ultra Premium Body Wash to get Esco-Weeky clean. Well, excuse me, princess. Is there a way I can save on some Manscaped products? It's a secret to everybody. But you can get 20% off plus free shipping with our code NPALS at manscaped.com. That's N-P-A-L-S at manscaped.com. Thank you. <clears throat> Listen, jokes aside here, we I, we love the Manscaped products. Hold on. <laughs> I've got, I've got. Oh, you're going to need to grab products. Some. Yeah, I've got two products right here. It was a little far to the side here. The Manscaped deodorant, which I am, I am loving how that smells. And the crop preserver, which is it's it's great if you have stank it's a fantastic um way to prevent having that come onto your body so yeah i i no joke way use. of wording that yeah well i don't know <laughs> i word good i i liked uh, it though I i no joke use manscape products every single day because they're they're that good they're quality so <clears throat> yeah it's no longer a secret to everybody that's all i have to say about about that micah what, what, what micah are you you're using your manscaped stuff too right how how are you yep. enjoying it it's good and it's i good. use it <laughs> <laughs> it's good and i use it what a glowing recommendation <laughs> Thanks again to Manscaped for sponsoring our podcast. And uh, again, use code NPALS at manscaped.com and you can get uh, a pretty good discount and free shipping. Helps the show out. And, you know, all we can really say is thank you. <clears throat> so now Hopefully let's you on. get that quote, what that's in reference to. If you don't, then you're not a true Zelda fan. <laughs> if you don't know Beetle, then you're not a real Zelda fan. That's that, uh, he's that's a easily fact. top five greatest Zelda characters. So I mean, maybe top one uh, greatest Zelda characters. Maybe. Who's to say though? Not us. We're not going to define that right now because we got to go and talk about some news in the Nintendo news. Well, you know, we had a bazillion news items to talk about last week, so it's only natural that this week's a little bit slower, but hey, 
we've got community questions and a pretty kick and pal topic to discuss. So this may be a shorter section, but who knows? Maybe maybe we'll dive into some of this stuff. Starting with first news item, the new update for Mario Strikers is out now. It includes Diddy Kong and Pauline, plus new stadiums, new gear, and several fixes and improvements. There's like uh, some changes made to the home menu. You can now purchase like goal fireworks and such with coins for your team clubs and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't have much to talk about with the Strikers thing. I, I really haven't touched Strikers too much since the first couple weeks of launch. Can I tell you something, though? I suppose. I Is there think... any way I could stop you? Rhetorical question. I think if you, like, crashed your computer, it oh, might yeah, All they break... have to do... Is don't do it don't do it <laughs> crashes everything it would break the stream but i don't i don't know um pauline her voice actor doesn't sound the same i don't i don't think it's the same voice actress she is very it's... much less subdued and way more daisy like and i don't like that you know how I feel about Daisy. Yeah, you have an unreasonable dislike of Daisy. I do. I do. She's practically the better peach. How dare you, first off? Pauline or Daisy? Oh, kind of both. I think Paul I think Pauline might be my favorite of the three princesses. She's not really a princess though. She's a mayor. Is there a difference? Oh, I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a They're little bit of the same thing. <laughs> A little bit. Same um, job requirements. Yeah, but, but I mean, actually, my favorite's Rosalina, probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then Pauline. But she's not really a princess either, is she? She's a captain she's a space, of her spacecraft. A space princess. Um, <laughs> Where are we going with this? I don't know. But I just, I thought it was interesting. They, It seems she's... The, the personality just didn't really match from what I saw in the trailers from what she is usually portrayed as. And I don't know if that's like a conscious swap and she's going to be more Daisy-like. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. You just have to go check out the trailer yourself or, or the update. Download the update. Check it out. Yeah. And on that note, well, next news item, Micah, what, what you got next? The New York Comic Con posted on Twitter, join us October 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the teaser trailer premiere of Nintendo and Illumination's upcoming Super Mario Bros. film releasing April 7th, 2023. So I think hopefully we'll finally get to hear some of that Chris Pratt Mario. Yeah, I'm hopeful. That would be really cool. That or right as he's about to say something, it will just end, and we'll be left wondering still. Can't wait for it to just be Chris Pratt's voice. It, it's uh, a me, that would, Mario. <laughs> it, that would be kind of funny. So you mentioned like working on the voice to make it like unique or something. <laughs> it's just him again. That where Although, he just deepens his voice as much as possible. It's a me, Mario. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious to see how they do how they handle that. 
So hopefully we do finally get to see what he sounds like. And uh, I am not expecting a lot from this. It's so funny to me that we are getting a teaser for a teaser trailer. What have we come to? We're sh we're watching trailers for trailers for trailers. It's bonkers to me. Um, question in chat uh, along the lines of strikers. Does anyone in chat remember Switch Sports? Well, I'm not in chat. Good. I'm not in chat, but I do. I like it. Played it fairly recently, visiting with my sister. They are playing it. They uh, they are playing it every week, and keeping up with all the like rotating stuff coming in. It's like, man, I wish I had time. I would do that. But, now you're in chat, so your opinion is valid. Oh, nice. I appreciate that. Thank you for putting a for putting me in chat. <laughs> Little me playing a saxophone. Nice. Um Cool. Speaking of cool. Speaking of cool. Uh well, actually no. Speaking this is like of like the opposite. <laughs> yeah, speaking of forget about switch sports about i don't have a transition all right i'm not even gonna try here october well, 25th late. you already tried yeah i <laughs> crashed and burned this is <laughs> this is one of the greatest transitions i feel like we should spend the rest of the episode just talking before we ever get to like and we'll just we'll take like an hour before we ever get to this next news bullet item no we're going right right into it right now boom it will no longer be possible to sign into a Nintendo account using a Facebook or Twitter account. Starting October 25th, 2022, Nintendo says, we apologize for any inconvenience. They are removing the ability to sign into your Nintendo account through a social media account like Facebook or Twitter. Is this the end of Facebook and Twitter? Golly, I hope so. I, like, I don't think it will affect them too much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I, I mine is not set up through this. Mine's set up through like the Nintendo account and password info. Um, I actually recently had where I got an email. It's like notice that your password or someone attempted to log into your account, and I set up two factor authentication, which I don't usually opt to do but it is a billion times more secure. So for things that I'm like, really don't want to lose, then that, that's where I go, go for doing that two factor authentication. And so I did that for my Nintendo account and it's all, all set up. No Facebook or Twitter there. But if you have a Facebook or Twitter account and you have not used the, my Nintendo rewards link your account to get free points. It's a lot of points. I believe it's 300 per. Um, so 600 platinum points, which you can use to redeem for icons on the eShop, as well as physical rewards on the My Nintendo Rewards uh, store. So do that before the, the support is gone, because I think that reward will no longer be usable this is bizarre i don't know why they're doing this yeah i mean 
there must be some sort of reason, I guess. But it does seem really weird that this is going away. Yeah, maybe maybe it is a security thing. Maybe the maybe they've experienced a lot of accounts getting hacked through Facebook and Twitter accounts, which wouldn't surprise me too much because. <laughs> Those aren't exactly the most secure websites. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> what Where's a transition. Where's going? It's <laughs> <laughs> going what currently is, what right happened? now. When did, we, when did we suddenly start struggling with every transition? Um, I, I've never sp- been good at transitions. Speaking of security... <laughs> what team are you in the Splatfest? Am I right? <laughs> we Obviously, just you'd have to be Team Gear because they would have the best security. Um, yeah, and Splatfest going on right now. Potentially a sword. I think that's kind of gear. Or is it food? <laughs> or is it fun? Oh, it could be all three, <laughs> depending on how good you are at eating. Um, don't, you- don't eat a sword. Don't try that. Team Gear, Team Grub, Team Fun. We talked about this last week. You're Team Gear. Yep. I'm on Team Fun. I haven't I haven't actually selected which team I'm on yet because I haven't had a chance to log in to do that. But that's that's where my uh alliance is. On our Discord, Team Fun barely won it out. Team Grub was definitely trailing behind the other two by a lot. Team Gear, though, Team Gear, from what I'm seeing online, is very... There's a lot of people that are uh, pro-Team Gear. They're very vocal about how it is the only correct option to pick. I mean, it is the logical option. We're being honest here. Um, I, in fact, and on Discord, I believe was it Purple Riolu that put Team Gear and tried to. Let's see here. Who I was mean, it? Gear can help you get food. <laughs> That's the one where they mentioned that the Nintendo Switch should count as gear. Yeah. No, that was Maddie Beth. Oh, it was Maddie Beth. Yeah, Maddie Beth was like. Rem- I don't remember in which channel was like, this went down. Yeah, it was like, yeah, gear could have my canned foods and spices. I was like, no, no, that's not gear. I think what you got to go with for this is what they show in the little pictures on the on the the post they did for it. And I believe that's like a little shovel a lantern and a like tent? a pickaxe in there or something that sounds familiar looking it up right now so all you minecraft fans have to choose oh no i guess i guess there's no pickaxe so yeah it's a tent a lantern and a shovel a tent yep and then team food has a can of tuna some candy a lot of team candy grub. a lot of candy like a lollipop candy cane <laughs> which i mean that's the first thing i think when i think grub i'm like mm, candy cane um and then i don't know what this is a bottle of milk 
some or sort of pepto bismol. Pepto bismol is what it looks like. And then Team Fun has a deck of cards, which that's a win right there. Deck of cards, you can play a lot of games with a deck of cards. Books and a beach ball. I think I picked the right team. That's that's all I'll say. Just deserted float island. Across, float across the ocean on that beach ball. Oh yeah, man! I'll get to safety with my beach ball. I'll build a raft out of a deck of cards <laughs> and books. I think I think I could I make a sail out of my tent when I was ready to leave the island, and I'd sharpen my shovel, use it as an axe, chop down some trees true and then you can use your lantern to start a fire team gear has team gear has some points but i don't know if who why you'd pick team grub i don't understand that i mean food is relatively important yeah but if you got gear you could get some food if you got fun theoretically if you got fun then you don't need food because you're having a good time you can ignore such things that is like actually a thing is like uh by focusing on other things you can you can evade starvation longer that's like actually a a real thing i'm pretty sure i'm not making this up on the spot okay speaking of making up on the spot (laughs) how about this next transition (laughs) am i right all right let's go into the next news item which is a new season of Fortnite has kicked off. Chapter 3, Season 4. Embrace the Chrome. Google is coming for us all. That's not really what it's about. There's like this weird goopy Chrome stuff that looked like... I thought it was... When I saw the teaser for it, I thought, oh man, it's Terminator. Like like the the Chrome the, Terminator. The yeah. yeah. But no, it's like this monstery goop madness that turns you into that turns you into the terminator essentially the 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 goopy silver chrome one and you can chromify your weapons your friends and even yourself it's kind of like that midas gold season you remember that where, where like everybody started to turn gold but oh yeah the, but the chrome is like you can you can like phase through stuff and it it kind of turns you into that like spectral mode so you can face through walls and move super fast. Yeah, it's Splatoon. That's a good point, Ninfrendo. <laughs> Metal <laughs> Splatoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wait a second. <laughs> uh, also, I noticed in the shop on Fall Guys, there were squid hats. Do you think everybody's trying to capitalize on the Splatoon hype right now? What's, what's happening? What's happening with that? I mean, squids are... Just fun things to throw in. It's just theoretically a chance. It's a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, it's a coincidence that all these places are getting squids during Splatfest weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's new season of Fortnite, if you're into that sort of thing. I have not, I, I did not finish my season pass last time. I'm very sad because I missed out on Darth Vader, but. You didn't get Darth Vader. I did get Indiana Jones, though. I think I got to level seven. I don't know. I feel like I've sort of lost it. I'm not I'm not into Fortnite right now. It, 
I think okay, and that is not to say that I think it's a bad game. I'm just I, I think I I overplayed it, played it too much. I still enjoy it when I do play, but I'm just not into like the grind of it, you know, getting in and keeping up with the battle pass and all that stuff. Yeah. It's a good game. It gets a bad rep, but it's a good game. I don't know. I think I think it just gets a bad rep because it's popular. Yeah. Although it does seem to run worse and worse on Switch as time goes on. That hasn't helped. Yeah. I don't think it's getting a bad rep on Switch. I think it gets a bad rep in general just for being Fortnite. But that's all we got to talk about in the news. So what do you say, Micah? We move to the next segment of our show. Let's go visit our buddies, the Rumor Pikmin in the Rumor Mill. We got a couple rumors to talk about here. Our favorite, Switch Pro. Switch 2, actually. Um, An NVIDIA employee has confirmed the existence of the Tegra 239 chip, which has been rumored since... 2021 as being developed for the next generation Nintendo Switch. So this kind of corroborates with a, a reliable, er, a huge air quotes, reliable NVIDIA leaker, Copite 7 Kimi's assertion that NVIDIA will use a modified version of its T234 Orin chip for the next generation Switch. What does all this fancy talk mean? Well, it means that NVIDIA is essentially there there there's a leak that there is a new chip that looks to be like the next generation of the switch chip that doesn't this confirms nothing in my eyes other than like there were rumors that this was what was being developed for it was like yeah yeah there's essentially a leak about a chip that is rumored to be the next like switch yeah a room a a leak about a rumor yeah it's like okay yeah (laughs) It's likely that the chip is real, but it makes sense. They'll be developing. They'll be developing more technology. These companies don't just make one chip and then they're like, "All right, well, we're done. We're not going to make any more computer parts. They're going to make the next thing." Uh, there's some. I, I have some details here on on the the stuff that is in it. Uh, but some of those things include like an eight core CPU, uh, and Ampere based GPU. That may incorporate some Lovelace features. I don't know what any of that means, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of reading at this point. Uh, it sounds awesome. Sounds cool. Whatever some, it means. I want some Lovelace on my Switch. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then also DLSS 2.2 and ray tracing support, which those are buzzwords for fancy lighting and cool cool graphics capabilities so yeah guess what micah here's a rumor for you the switch the switch 2 the next nintendo system is in development i hate to inform hopefully in two years they don't have to scrap it and start from scratch i hate to inform everybody but that is always true always (laughs) always <laughs> they're, they're always developing their next system i i i i just don't, i don't know <laughs> maybe why do we have this segment if i just get angry at them all <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know yeah, we got this this rumor which is absolute garbage 
Oh, I thought you were moving to the me, next room. No, rumor. that was me pretending to be you. Oh, right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was like, I was like, oh, tell us how you really feel about the next one, Micah. Yeah. Well, speaking with of that, let's... the next one, we got some uh, Detective Pikachu news. Apparently, R- rumors. News rumor, of course. Yeah, apparently a job listing has been spotted. Yeah, for a senior game programmer using Unity with C Sharp. And then it does say something about Detective Pikachu 2. But this appears to be a game and not a second movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, because the movie is based off of a game. Oh, is it? Detective Pikachu was it's based off of it. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Detective Pikachu was potentially based off one of the most popular IPs of all time. No, Detective Pikachu is based off of the game. It's a detective game. The game Detective Pikachu. That doesn't have Ryan Reynolds, though, so who cares? (laughs) Well, Pikachu does have an exceptionally deep voice in Detective Pikachu, which is pretty funny. And so it kind of led to, ah, yeah, Ryan Reynolds for the movie, where it's not too bafflingly weird. Here's the specific wording in the job listing. Worked on one one unannounced project and one nearing release, Detective Pikachu 2. So according to this job listing, or actually this may not be a job listing. This may be a like a, a person posting their job experience somewhere for something else uh said that that it is nearing release in in whatever listing they put so who knows i'm not angry about this one uh detective pikachu 2 all for it let's do it bring it on that way we can get working on the next movie right am i right (laughs) That's all we got in the rumor mill. The Pikmin were uh, were very kind to us this week. They brought us back a couple of big rumors, but nothing nothing too crazy. So, Micah, why don't we head to the next segment of our show? Let's jump over to community-submitted questions and topics. Those come in the Community Corner. Ah, the Community Corner, the place where you can submit to... Uh, have us talk about whatever topics and questions you ask. Yes, what I just said before we transitioned. That is what we're going to do. The first one comes from Presto the Magnificent, who asks, have you ever had a near-death experience? Not particularly. Micah lives a very safe life. I did have a semi-truck merge into my lane once. That was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's probably the closest. Besides going to the Grand Canyon, which I feel like that whole experience is kind of a near-death experience because you're just like five feet away from falling to your death the whole time. Uh, so, Kind of scary. Not a fan of heights. Um, I have an embarrassing story to share. <clears throat> near-death experience. While I was dating my wife, we thought... So it's not the time I almost 
collapsed your entire rib cage. No, I didn't feel like that was a near death experience. I felt like that was a near hospital experience. <laughs> what was the context? When what what were we doing where you had your knee to my chest pinned down? Just like just I wrestling? don't remember. Yeah, like, something why, like why that. Would we even, why would we have been doing that? We've ne- we never husband <laughs> and our friend group like never did that. I guess there was that time that we all went crazy with uh, playing cards, throwing playing cards at each other. Oh, yeah. Was it that time? It might have been. I don't know. Who knows? None Um, of our memories that good. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, I was dating dating my wife, and we thought it would be fun to get pictures on train tracks at a beach location. We were so incredibly close. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Uh, Wife to the side confirms I am not remembering this wrong. Uh, But we were so incredibly close to being hit by the train. Like, and you think, you think, I, I always thought, like, oh, you'll be able to hear it coming. You know, and you'll, and you'll see it. Okay, unfortunately, where we were at, it came around a bend of sorts. So it's kind of a hilled area. So it would come around uh, a corner where we were taking pictures. And we were like, I, it felt like we jumped off and then the train just went like, it was so incredibly dangerous and so incredibly dumb. And it's like, never, ever, ever play on train tracks ever just don't do it it's too risky too dangerous and like we did not hear it coming until it was way too late we could have we could have died near-death experience did you at least get some good pictures i think we got some some pictures but but not worth it no not worth it not at all no it was it was not good and Wow, uh, very surprised that she continued to date me after we almost died. <laughs> Whew, thank goodness well, for that. That, that actually might explain some things. I've heard being in near-death experiences with other people tends to make you closer to them, a little artificially closer. You bond a little bit. So are dying. you trying to say that that? That just might explain why like things she had moved to so fast. Dating because because we were because we had experienced something so traumatic together. Exactly. All part of my plan. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Please don't do anything dumb like that. Like it, the things that I did, we did while dating that that you just wouldn't do normally because your brain is uh, not smart when you are in love. Um, still keep wait what are you trying to say now i'm trying to say that like you make dumb dumb decisions when you're uh trying to impress other people because <laughs> you're making <laughs> it sound like you're not in love anymore if you're not making dumb decisions <laughs> anymore no 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 not not like that at all no we are very much in love to today <laughs> I'm just going to quit digging myself deeper. And let's move on to the next question. Thanks for that question, Presto. And for me sharing my embarrassing story. Um, Please don't do anything like that, people. Trains, dangerous. Very dangerous. 
Yeah. Actually, wait. Do you remember the semi truck moving into our lane? You were in the car at the time. Vaguely. Listen, I had a train death experience that erased whatever semi truck could have could have come in to our lane. Was you were you were driving in the car? Yep. Semi truck. Semi truck. Fortunately, it was relatively this. crowded, but fortunately, the guy in the lane won over kind of noticed what was happening and gave me space. Was this like on the away. way from college to or from college? No, nah. I don't oh. think I ever drove to or from college with you. It was, we might have been no, going we to the no, lake house or something. No, we definitely did. Did we? My lake house. <laughs> yeah, I got my own beach house, you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we did. <laughs> I have no recollection we definite, of that. We definitely did. We went to the same college for community college, and we went to the same college post. Yeah. Well, we, there's we also Jacob and Lincoln college. in the vehicle as well. Yeah. yeah. I thought and you meant to college, crazy. like not community college. <laughs> Roger points out the chat. People grow closer when they share near death experiences. Meanwhile, uh, Andros literally does not remember this one. Yeah, a little hurtful. True. Well, we had already grown close up to that <laughs> we point were... with me almost shattering his rib cage. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that was so that I, was. An I experience. held his life in my hands. It changed me. Well, I held your I, life I, I, in, my, yeah. in my kneecap. Let's, let's move on. You want to ask the next one? Next one here from I Can't See. Yes, it's a it's a multi-parter. All right. They, they start with, why do you think they do these cloud versions when it seems like a good bit of the hardcore player base doesn't seem to want it? That's because it's easy. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say just because they are already doing it. I don't think that a lot of these cloud versions are exclusive, like server set up just for the Switch. I'm going to bet that they also have these running on other devices via cloud, um, like like phones, um, tablets, computers. So, so you can buy cloud versions. But in addition to that, I mean, there are people that will tap into it, and it is relatively easy to set up if you already have the infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, you don't need as big of a a player base if you put fewer resources into it. Yep. So it's cheaper on the cost of the company to make it that way. I don't think that it... I, I, I think most developers would probably prefer to make native ports of, of everything because it's a better experience, typically. Um, but I, I think that's why. It's like sort of uh well we want it to be it, i mean look at the switch's sales it, it, there is a huge audience there i don't think that that this is necessarily for the hardcore players this is for a lot of these hardcore players will already have multiple systems yeah this is for people that don't have the option in other places and there there's enough of those to warrant having it but they also don't want to pay money to afford it or find a way to make it work. So 
Looking at you, Square. Looking at you, Square, Kingdom Hearts. The second part of this question is, why do you think they announced them in directs instead of just doing Twitter drops? These are good questions. I I don't know. I honestly don't know because I I think I think it's because they're big name games. Sometimes yeah. I feel like Nintendo doesn't quite know who the directs are for. They advertise in directs like casual gamers are going to watch, but really that's for kind of like the dedicated of the dedicated fans of of the company and so i i feel like these kind of get tossed in in that in that regard you know yeah i mean because on paper it's pretty cool it's like well here's this big game that you would never think you'd be able to play on the switch and now you can play it on the switch but you also have to have a constant internet connection and it can make it run not very well um last you want to ask the last part of the question here yeah yeah they then ask do you think they'd be better as an nso perk instead of having to buy them outright i would Uh, definitely prefer that yeah yeah i think i think that would be but that's not going to happen because nintendo isn't going to be paying these services to have to like put their cloud games on nso right and and their the those companies aren't going to do that with no return so i i it's that's not going to happen except for in kind of like very specific instances and i would say instances like four nso like like 007 goldeneye is one where i assume nintendo's paying a chunk of money to all the parties involved with the ownership of 007 to have that on their system. And that is sort of a streaming service. That is a streaming service. I don't think you can play those games offline. You have to be online. I, but yeah, that would be cool, but I, I just don't think, I don't think it's going to happen a lot. Cause all <clears throat> I want to point out here and clarify Nintendo is not doing these. Nintendo is not setting up the servers and making the cloud-based systems. They are approving for them to be on their platform, but they do not own the cloud bubble that is made. Like, they're not the ones doing this. This is all third parties. I, th- I feel like Nintendo would actually probably prefer that they get ports over cloud versions, but they're approving cloud versions because that's what they're going to get, you know? I I don't know. It, but it does feel like... where who Was this in the same exact discussion? I feel like I saw this somewhere else where our buddy um, Nick from game pass news was talking about how on xbox people get so pumped when a a cloud game is released so it does feel like it's it's a very nintendo specific problem but cloud gaming in general has wishy-washy reception because it's 
it's not quite there yet. The tech's the tech is there, and it works better in some places than others. But I can't see it put put it here. I'll, I'll read his comment. It says, "I listen to a lot of Nintendo podcasts, and half of them have this try it only if you have the Switch mentality, while half just completely knock it. So it's either like, oh, use this cloud version if this is the only way you have to play it, or." Oh, I hate it. Like, there's nobody that's, like, really for it. The Switch Cloud gaining performance is meh, to be honest. I do use multiple cloud options outside of the Switch, uh, which specifies this is only console, because I can play more AAA games, and it gives me a Switch-like experience as I can play on TV, PC, handheld, via phone, controller. Um, so, yeah, I, I... I agree i don't want to knock on it too bad i i i really i i just hear a lot of negative i haven't actually tried any cloud gaming myself on switch but i do know that i think it's cool it's just not for everyone not everyone has the right setup to be able to take advantage of it yeah I, i think Part of the problem I have with it is that the beauty of the Nintendo Switch is that it does not require an internet connection to play on the go. Like, that's that's where Nintendo has always been. Back in the Game & Watch era, it's about playing without being tethered. And once you introduce cloud gaming, you are tethered to an internet connection. You have to be connected to the internet in order for it to work. Now, maybe we're going to get to a point as a planet where internet is beamed everywhere all the time, so everybody has access to it all the time. (sighs) I don't know, but we're not there right now. And so it kind of takes away the freedom of being able to play on the go. You have to play where you have access. So that's that's my, like, major gripe with it conceptually. but. If you're not leaving your house, is it a big deal? If you have good internet, probably plays fine. Um, there's some there's some good comments in here from uh, our buddy Roger, a talking fish. I suspect Nintendo opens up time for games uh, in their direct for money sometimes, like ad space. So that's why they're 40 minutes, even when there's nothing really of substance in that 40 minutes see that um and then his thoughts on cloud gaming the fact that you don't own the game and can't play offline and they can always shut off the servers if they aren't able to sustain them makes cloud makes me think that cloud gaming shouldn't be a thing yeah there's 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 a lot of downsides but like micah said it is cool it does make it so you can play games that wouldn't run on switch can run on the switch Maybe we ought to give it a try with a game. Like we really should like give it a a real try so that we can yeah, give. So I'm pretty sure they've had a couple demos, and I just haven't tried yeah, them the out. Dem- well, the demos are essentially long enough to test if it's possible, not yeah. really to play the game. So, yeah, me may just bite the bullet and buy a game just so I can I can have like my own experience with it, like talking about it and not just going oh this is what i hear about how bad cloud gaming is you know there you go 
All right. Uh, next question here. I'll let you take this one from Brian Eck. They ask, do you think it's the perfect time for another dark Zelda game? And they go and say, uh, I just finished reading this article and I agree. I want tears of the kingdom to be darker than breath of the wild. Interested in what you guys think. This is a destructoid article by Noel Warner. It's the perfect time for another dark Zelda game. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Micah? I mean, I do feel like it actually is kind of time. It's been a while since it's been a little darker. And I mean, I generally don't prefer games to be too dark. I like how colorful these more recent Zelda games have been, but I guess a, a little darker storyline wise than the last couple have seemed to be. I mostly just want some like classic Ganondorf villainry going on. I just, I, I feel like what would you consider breath of the wild to be? If it's not a dark Zelda game, what is it? Is it's it not dark Zelda game? It's not a happy bubbly game. It's not Wind Waker. You know, I feel like Wind Waker is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like a happy yeah. game. Like almost everywhere you go just feels like happy and light with some minor exceptions. Uh, but it's no uh, future time of I mean, it's especially no future time of Ocarina of Time. That's pretty dark with all the. Yeah, or Majora's Mask. And... Majora's Mask has just kind of got some gloomy it's vibes creepy but, and weird <laughs> but it also has like a lot of silly weird goofy stuff and then twilight princess i would like if i had to pick the darkest zelda i probably would pick twilight princess it's it's just kind of more gritty i feel like breath of the wild though isn't like it's just kind of in between it has spots I mean, especially for the castle. I I don't know. Like, I don't know what what exactly this means. To be honest, I I feel like saying like, oh, I want a darker Zelda. It's because it just... doesn't have any re-deads, aka it's not dark. Yeah, well, but we know that this is going to have re-deads. It's at least shown one that we all suspect is Ganon, right? Uh, I I don't know. I just feel like. I like Breath of the Wild's tone as is. I don't think I don't think the game needs to be exceptionally made darker. So maybe maybe I have a uh, I have an opposite take to what the the article is saying and that every Zelda game has some elements of dark. I don't know if I I think like it's more likely to say it's time for another happy Zelda game because we haven't had one of those in a while. We haven't had a Wind Waker in a while. No, you want you don't want Happy Zelda. Well, I don't uh, mind Happy Zelda, but I feel like it hasn't been particularly dark the last couple games. No, like Skyward Sword wasn't. But Breath of the Wild, I don't know. I feel like it's good where where it's at. So I'm I'm okay with whatever. I feel like I'm mostly take. just missing out on a good Ganondorf villain, I guess. That kind of makes yeah. things darker. 
Yeah, no, I because I, I, I want to be scared of what Ganondorf is going to do. I don't want the game to be exceptionally like scary or more like serious in its in its plot because I felt like Breath of the Wild perf- was like a perfect balance of it. It was a very serious plot but it had its moments of fun and it had its moments of being really sad and dark. Um, I mean, spoilers, everyone dies. <laughs> All the champions die. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't, I, I feel like this game has kind of hinted that there's like a little bit of a creepiness going on with the lore, but I think that, in practicality, when the game comes out, it'll be more balanced like Breath of the Wild is. I don't think it's going to be exceptionally dark. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it will. But I don't think that that's necessarily... I do, I do kind of want some mildly, some slightly creepy underground crypt stuff going on with Ganondorf. Yeah, you want to scar children, just like we were scarred exactly. as children. Ocarina... And we need re-deads. Re-deads, man. Re-deads are scary. Um, like that's the other thing is I don't think it's necessarily as accessible of a game when you make it a, a a more dark theme game. Breath of the Wild kind of captures this essence of like adventurous exploration, openness. It's bright. Uh, yeah. Although I there, I think a game can be dark while also being bright. I I don't quite want it to be Twilight Princess. That's a little too much dark. Yeah. figuratively potentially and mostly literally hear my cat oh, having man. a hairball attack back ask the next question i'll take care of this the dame ember aqua of chat rule asks after watching the most recent trailer for tears of the kingdom i'm curious to hear how much of an impact you think of the zonai think that's how they're pronounced that may or may not have on the game's story so for context for those that don't know what the zonai is zonai are a theoretical uh civilization that predates the history of hyrule as known in breath of the wild so you see ruins that aren't sheikah that are not um from existing like like Hylian or existing groups that seem to be from a different group of people altogether predating um, the history of the game or somewhere in between. There's a lot of theories. There's a ton of great content and videos out there all around. I don't know why the name Zonai is what is what was latched onto. I, I can do some more research into that. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to dive into this more. If that's what the character that was shown in the like like prominently in the trailer, the like weird giant owl creature thing. Uh if that's what was being shown. Or if there's something else going on. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean the Tears of the Kingdom might be the Zonai Kingdom, I guess. If they also mostly lived in the sky. Yeah, but we also have like history in Hyrule of sky people with the Ukus, Ukos from Twilight Princess. Those like weird 
humanoid bird creatures. Birds with human faces. That sounds horrifying. I don't particularly just, remember this. Just look up Uku. Yeah, you've apparently blocked them out of your memory. Um, they help you like escape the dungeon. If you find them in the dungeon, they can teleport you out. So I, I don't know. I, when we watched back on the trailer, I thought it was very... Oh yeah, those. It's very <laughs> reminiscent of... the guardians in the what was that realm called in skyward sword when you're collecting the tears for the uh you, you know what i'm talking about i'm i'm like i i, I remember feel like you gather tears <laughs> i don't remember what they're called i'm going to look it up on the side here well, yeah, what do you, what do you think about Zonai? Have do you know much about the Zonai and and past Zelda lore? Not really. Just they have you get like a set of armor based off of them, I'm pretty sure. And then just there are a bunch of their ruins around, but I haven't really looked much into that lore. Also, I think they're called the Uka and Uku is a specific Uka. Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah, why I, I was so confused obviously yeah so if you look at skyward sword guardians um i i feel like there's a, a hefty resemblance to the way that they dress and look to what those glyphs hieroglyph hieroglyphics looked like in the uh new tears of the kingdom trailer and they are from the silent realm that is what those were called. So you... They are dormant until you step out of like the little safety circle. They can be deactivated for 90 seconds every time you collect a sacred tier. And then re-entering the protective circle will calm them down. It's like... It'll be interesting to see because, I mean, again tears is there a tie is this why they released skyward sword on the switch who knows we'll see we will see thanks so much for the question dame ember aqua of chat rule <laughs> all the chat rule love in the names because next we have a question from queen maddie beth of chat rule what is your favorite pokemon revealed in scarlet or for Scarlet and Violet so far? I me, mean, it's got to be uh, Fue Coco or Lechonk. Um, I think I will go like with... The adorable, like, chunker Pokemon. I also am going to go with Fue Coco. I really like Armor Rogue and Cerulege. Cerulege. It's a cool Pokemon. I'm actually not, I'm not a big fan of those two. Yeah, I, I like them. I feel like they fit right up there with Gallade, which is another one that I really like. Um, Paldean Wooper. 
and good old small liv small lives small uh, I, I like small lives facial expression and yeah. very teeny legs yeah all three starters are really good too can't say i'm crazy about Satitan, fido graph graphie graphie listen which one is that the monkey that like oh yeah poison that thing's hideous. it is so ugly i don't like it i don't remember it's it's a weirdo yeah not not a fan of that one i do kind of like cloth but it's almost too similar to just like crabby and kingler yeah i want to see what these like evolve into you know does lechonk just come like lechunky i I bet he gets lebuff lebuff yes (laughs) he's just the bodybuilder with a pig face it's it's just incredible machamp but but with a pig (laughs) head (laughs) and a curly tail oh yeah perfect i do also kind of like palmy i think it's the orange coloring i'm not i'm not a fan little bit of blue in the ears yeah they're like hey look it's it's this generation contrasting colors that's not a pikachu i don't know if it was it'd be better than pikachu got the cheek pattern got the yeah that's what they're going for well thank you so much for the question i'm curious to hear so let, let us know in the comments of the video or hit us up on social medias in discord what everybody else's favorite pokemon announced so far are <coughs> with that why don't we jump to the last section of our show and let's talk in and about the pal topic well 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 it's been a nintendo direct last week we we dove into it this was actually supposed to be the pal topic last week but we didn't have time we're gonna talk about it this week micah what makes a good Nintendo Direct? Because I couldn't help but notice how, ma- how many people were not happy with this Nintendo Direct. And I am starting to wonder if anybody will ever be happy. <laughs> with with Nintendo Directs, if it's even possible for not them until to be good. they show off Metroid Prime Four, that's the one true scale of is a Nintendo Direct good? Does it have Metroid Prime Four in it? If not, then no. Unfortunately, it is not good. But mostly, personally, for me, it's how many of these games am I going to buy? Really? Yep. And I mean, they they lose usually points if they're games like, we already know about. Yeah. Usually, there was only like one. <laughs> yeah. So they only <laughs> get a one purchase rating. Well, this one had a Pikmin Four, which is a pretty good chance I'll be picking up. And Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom, I guess we can call it by its legit name. But we did kind of already know about that, so it doesn't get full points. 
can't remember if there are any other games I was thinking I'd get. I feel like when it comes to Nintendo Directs, I first off, I'm like looking for comments about the Nintendo Direct. Maybe we could just look at the Nintendo Direct on YouTube and see what the comments what the comments section was saying. Uh and, and and you know results vary from platform to platform on what people think um this one here says direct starts at 29:35 for those of you that don't care to watch it live i think that that is inaccurate because in the live premiere, it usually shows like there's a long time of like starting Just soon. Chilling, yeah. Um, okay, so let's see here. Well, this person says this direct was awesome. Not my favorite direct, but I appreciate the effort Nintendo puts into keeping people updated. It was nice to include some smaller franchises like Zelda or Pikmin in their hardcore farming direct. <laughs> if I took a uh, shot every time Square Enix was in the direct, I would be dead. <laughs> so this comment says. Uh, I saw from several creators that they were that they were bummed they were like there was nothing in here this has felt like it was oh, i forgot they also I, showed off mario and rabbits which i'm gonna pick up at some point i'm going to like kind of miss misquote here probably but essentially uh one good creator if you've watched beat-em-ups was like this direct was for a very specific type type of person and if you weren't that type of person then it wasn't a good direct and that was for people that was for as you put it fans of rpgs and farm sims if you weren't a fan of rpgs or farm sims then it wasn't a good direct uh and then was disappointed that there wasn't much shown of zelda disappointed that all we got was a logo for pikmin 4 and Fire Emblem felt too soon. And it was just like, so there's that uh, there other creator that, that was like, not interested in anything here. Pass. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's all you have to say about it. Um, I... So it just got me thinking, like, well, what makes a good direct? What what makes a good direct? Because I felt like this one was pretty good. But I also felt immediately after, like, it was okay. But then looking back at all the announcements, it was like, it's pretty hype. There's a lot of stuff in here. So I'm yeah, curious. I mean, what makes a direct good is different for every person, and that's, essentially. That's kind of the problem, is that I think a lot of people forget that they're not the only ones that play the Switch. And that because they, in their circle, their sphere, are very excited about XYZ game, whether that be Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, 
Mario, uh, just Mario as a series, Smash Bros. Like there was a there was a time period where if a during when Smash Bros Ultimate was getting DLC up until it ended, every direct there would always be people that were like, "No Smash announcement, garbage direct." Um. And then Mario Kart until Mario Kart Eight DLC got announced. No Mario Kart. It was like it was like there's so there's always people commenting about that one game that they are like I want it to be here. So I'm curious, Micah, if you were to put together your like, what would be the best direct? What game announcements would be in it for you? Well, there'd obviously be the next Mario Odyssey. Okay. So I mean, 3D Mario. There would have to be a new Zelda. I mean, Zelda. we already know about Tears of the Kingdom, but if we didn't know about it yet or something, that would be a good one for sure. So if if it came out today, what would you want in it? Would you want just more Tears of the Kingdom or would you want a new Zelda altogether? Well, I mean, we couldn't get a new Zelda. I Why mean, not? We could get a handheld kind of Zelda, I guess. But I, I mean, I wouldn't want them announcing a new Zelda Besides Tears of the Kingdom, because that would be way too soon, since Tears of the Kingdom isn't even out yet. <laughs> uh, Luigi's Mansion 4? Luigi's Mansion 4? I mean, I would have said Pikmin 4, but we just got that. I mean, but I wouldn't mind seeing some gameplay. Uh, yeah. Metroid Prime 4, for sure. Obviously. Mm, and there'd probably be some other ones. Oh, yeah, Golden Sun would need to be in that direct. A revival. And then we'll just throw in some uh, F-Zero because I'd feel happy for the people who have been waiting so long. There are probably some others I'm kind of forgetting that I'd remember. I feel like we don't necessarily need a new Smash Bros. yet. Yeah. I I think... I, I think I'm kind of in a similar boat. I'll say say, like, my Dream Direct would start with metroid prime 4 i think would, would be like the the kickoff there would be an announcement of a new 3d mario game there would be a new um i i would want either a new f-zero a new star fox or a new donkey oh, i kong. forgot star fox oh yeah so and that 3d like that. donkey kong we'd heard rumors about i'd love to see something like that uh i would want to see more zelda tears of the kingdom and i would want to see more pikmin 4 but that's like all first party and yeah the important like, stuff but, but these presentations are just as much for third party and in some cases like indies but yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to predict what indies you'd want to see because because they're usually a lot of them are just new, unique yeah. IPs. Silk Song. <laughs> Let's go Silk Song. Does that even exist anymore? Who knows? Uh, I mean, I haven't even finished Hollow Knight, so uh, yeah, I'm asking more for the bazillions of people that want it that aren't me. Well, um, maybe new, newer Pokemon Snap. Be a good one. Yeah. But I, I feel like 
what I just asked for? There are a huge a huge portion of the fan base, like what we both just described as the perfect direct, huge portion of our fan base, or our fan base, of Nintendo's fan base, <laughs> which is the same. If you're a fan of Nintendo, you're a fan of Nintendo Pals, right? Uh, wouldn't be happy with it. Because we're forgetting a big portion. What about the Animal Crossing fans? So I, th- I think I think the Dream Direct People would... People even play those games? I think the Dream Direct would also include a new Animal Crossing game that also has a roadmap planned out for live updates, similar to how they announced for Splatoon 3. Like, we're going to have this X amount of stuff over this time period. Um, I feel like Animal Crossing hasn't been out quite long enough to need another need another game though yeah i i I agree i agree but there's like if you're playing switch and that's your series then that's the sort of games you're looking for and i feel like this last direct kind of was targeting it felt like a lot of people were trying to cash in on that cozy game category with how many farm sims they were for how many farm sims they had and yeah and then okay what about rhythm game we didn't we didn't give any rhythm games in that what if you're a rhythm heaven fan you want that to come back like this is the problem is that you you talking to you listener are never going to be perfectly satisfied and someone else is also going to be perfectly satisfied. Everybody has like their own idea of what the perfect thing will look like. And so I think most I I unfor- I think the unfortunate truth is that most people hook into one or two things that they specifically demand to see and if those one or two things aren't in it then it is never going to be a good direct. And you, that could change every time a direct is announced. Like okay, this time I want to see Zelda and Mario. Okay. Well, this time I want to see F Zero, Star Fox. This time, or it could be every single time. This time it's going to be F Zero, <laughs> and you're just never gonna. You're just just gonna come in disappointed. So I I don't I think that a lot of it is on the fans and and not really like grasping that these directs aren't nec- aren't for for just one niche. It's for like a general audience, and that's why you have such a variety. Because this last direct had a ton of variety. There were a lot of farm sims uh, and games that emphasized farming as a mechanic, but that's a it's a that's a popular that's a popular genre, a popular niche. I'm not even gonna say it's a niche because that's such a huge thing. I mean, how many copies of Animal Crossing sold? Which isn't even a farm game. How many copies of Stardew Valley have sold on the Switch? It's like one of the top selling games on the platform. I, I'm sorry. It's just not every game is going to be for you, and that's okay. That doesn't mean it's a bad direct. <laughs> I mean, it could just mean it was a bad direct for you. True. I, I mean, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with saying it's a bad direct as long as you clarify it's for you. You can't just say in general this is but a bad direct. That's how everybody says it. Every, yeah, exactly. Everybody, I mean, people don't give... I think it was last week, Brian was like, people it's tough for people to give nuanced feedback 
in social media spaces because you're limited to character space and explanation. So a lot of it just comes off as this good, this bad. Ooga booga. I like good. I like, I don't like bad. <laughs> you sound like caveman. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to like harp on this too much, but I can only think of one time that I thought a direct was bad. And that was like one of the very first third party partner showcase directs. And that is just because there was no Nintendo first party in it. And then the games they showed uh, because it's a third party direct. I'm not dumb. Like, yes, this is a third party <laughs> direct. But the games that they showed were absolutely not enticing to people that weren't excited for those specific games, and they were niche games. I was just like, I just don't... I don't think that this was worth putting a presentation together for. Uh, but... I want to talk about some other points here. What makes a good trailer for you in a direct? Gameplay. 100%. I don't... I, I am okay watching cinematic trailers, but that better not be all that is there. Yeah. If that's all that's there, then take your trailer to the Game Awards, man. Like, we don't need you here in this Nintendo Direct. I... Nothing bothers me more than not being able to see gameplay. It, it to me, just shows, like, there's not a lack of confidence in, like, the game doesn't speak for itself. And you're making something... Exactly. It, and then it, it's, like, trailers like that, like, cinematics are good at, like, kind of hyping you up. But then you gotta see what the game is really about and what it's like. Yeah. It also just hypes you up, and then you're like, well, I still know nothing. Yep. Uh, so if if you're not willing to show gameplay then i'm worried that your game isn't that good <laughs> or it's not far enough along in development yeah, to show or yeah or it's just too yeah. early to be sh telling us about it i think that's m more often the case for triple a games they're just not ready to show but they want to announce it although after saying that i do think the risk of rain 2 like console launch cinematic trailer is really good but at that point, I'd already known what the game played like. I've already seen stuff about that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I not to say it, that think, all cinematics are bad. I just I also we, need to have gameplay. Yeah, I think when we first watched, if, if we watched it when it first came out and there wasn't gameplay available to look at, we would have been disappointed. Like, that's it? That's all we get to see? Um, I am not a fan of... It's a title. Like I, I don't like that. That's that to me feels like kind of a slap in the face. To I'm usually to not a base. fan of that. Yeah, I mean, you were hyped to see it when it came for Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, but because we didn't know if it, they were actually making another one. But it, was it was it worth it? I feel like I I feel like then this last five years we w you wouldn't be complaining about 
how long it was taking. You'd just be like, oh, man, I hope it comes. You're absolutely wrong. I can <laughs> complain all I want about anything I want to complain about. That's the only game Nintendo's really done that for, besides now Pikmin 4. Yep, they another tend game to shy away from that. Another game that was in the development for fourth Eons. game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, another point I want to make for things that are good in Nintendo Directs, I like variety. Even if they're games I'm not into, I like to see a, a, a wide range of stuff. I don't want a bunch of the same thing so in like in the case the most recent example like the farm sims like that that was too much of that type of game and some of those games like that's not even the whole aspect of it they could have emphasized other pieces to make it less samey but who knows? they probably the game companies themselves don't know who else is going to be in the presentation poor timing yeah everybody seems to have the same idea at the same time animal crossing came out about three years ago and they were all like oh animal crossing is pretty cool maybe we could get maybe we could get in on some of that animal crossing crowd with a f- fun <laughs> simulation game yeah uh but i think uh i don't, I don't remember which presentation it was one of the like Gamescom, something something like that, had just a ton of zombie shooters. Space zombie shooters was like the thing. Oh like, yeah. Like I'm just I, 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 that's not fun to watch. A lot of the unless you're stuff. a big fan of those kinds of games. No, even if you're a big fan of those Christmas kinds of games. Morning. No, even if you're a big fan of those kinds of games, because I found myself looking at. Uh, these presentations and I go, holy cow, there's a lot of stuff in here that I want to play. That's a problem. (laughs) There's not, there's not enough time to play all of those things. And especially if they're all like, play the ones you really want to play. Yeah. Especially if they're all very similar. So let's talk about the time period when Xenoblade three. Um, what was that other game? Live alive. And it felt like a ton of RPGs all launched at like the same time. It's like two similar games. They were all being marketed at the same time. I feel like there's something that can be done on the back end to just be a little bit better with pacing of those things. And, and in directs, not putting them back to back as well. <laughs> that, that happens sometimes. Um, I mean... Just because they're all coming out at the same time doesn't mean you have to buy all of them at the same time. Yeah, but they do. I do feel like they cannibalize each other's sales a little bit. If yeah, Live probably. Life came out in March and then Xenoblade ca- came out in July, I feel like more those people that want to buy both will. But if they come out the same month, they might not because it's too too close so they'll maybe buy the game eventually but at the same time there's a flood of other new games coming octopath traveler 2 is coming uh harvestella another another rpg that one's the ultimate it's the rpg farm sim uh 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like these. These are just thoughts I, I I was having while looking at Nintendo Directs and and wondering, like what what are we wanting? So I, I just think pitches. it's a little weird to complain about too much of a good thing. From from me or just in general, yeah, for kind everybody. of for you, but in general, oh. with other people about complaining about the same thing, like oh man, there are too many games I want. I wish they had fewer good games i wanted <laughs> yeah yeah but also to recognize that just because a genre is not for you doesn't mean it's bad and also doesn't mean that it's niche and nobody cares about it it's obviously not true they're not showing games that nobody cares about even dc superhero girls teen squad had it's fans. probably sold like five million copies by now. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just feel like for those parts of the presentation, just because I'm not hyped for it doesn't mean it's a bad, bad direct. So what I, I don't know how to wrap this conversation up, but uh, other than to say, I don't think the theoretical best direct is possible. Okay, let's let backtrack here to both of our perfect directs. Will those ever happen? No. The decent chance? No. When no, have they ever done that? When has Nintendo ever done, oh yeah, here is a Zelda, here is a Mario, here is a, with all of their first party stuff, a new thing. Was that in a single direct? Did they have that? We had Mario Odyssey and Zelda. That's probably the hypest it ever could have gotten with first-party announcements. Yeah, but I'd just like to say, I clarified eventually, not all in one direct. Yes, that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, is that that dream direct that everybody is... Not, I'm not saying not all holding, the stars are going to align at the yeah, exact same time. You're holding that at your A-plus tier. If that's your A-plus... It's no, not that's realistic. That's the S tier. And there's a big drop between S and A+. I feel like we need to be measuring up against the best direct we have ever seen. And I think that I is... I feel like that's just dreaming small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's no precedence for it to be better than that. Like, <laughs> like It could be. But they also... I mean, in all actuality, can they be developing all of these top S-tier games at the exact same time and then have them all ready to announce all back-to-back-to-back? To back to back? I mean, the stars would really they have to align. They could do it. I, They're not going I just don't, to. Again, I just don't think that people are being realistic here. I, I, you, you think you understand how game development works behind the scenes, but nobody does. Nobody well, hopefully some people do. <laughs> no, not even the developers. <laughs> like, I mean, look I've, how many times we Zelda no gets delayed. Oh, for real, though. But that's because it seems like they generally decide we need to put more things in this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really harping on it. I, I just feel like every Direct is a, a pretty good Direct. There's been very few Directs where I've been like, that was bad. That was just, that was just bad. There wasn't, there wasn't anything in there for worth showing they should have waited for something better to have in there now 
in the direct itself, are there good and bad parts? Yeah, but I think that's very that's very subjective to the person. Like you were saying, could be bad for me, could be good for you. Yep. In this last direct, I'd say there was a, a fair amount of things that I'm excited for. Yeah, although there's only like one surprise thing that I was excited for being Pikmin 4. The other yeah. two big things of Mario and Rabbids and Legend of Zelda we already knew about. It just kind of gave us a little more information, which I did enjoy. I'm also pretty excited about uh, potential Kirby and um, Fire Emblem with Marth, my favorite character. <laughs> I can finally play a game, a Fire Emblem game with Marth in it. I've been waiting yeah, I don't, so long. I, I don't know, man. I just, I like, I just have the ability to get excited for a game I'm never gonna play. <laughs> like, oh yeah, let's go! It's coming out. I'm probably not gonna play it, but it's pretty exciting. It looks cool. Someone's hyped. I can, I, I like to do that. I guess it's my my one of my favorite things to be excited with a community of people. And I feel like if you come into this community of people and you're just like, I didn't like it. Like, well, thank you. Your party pooper come in here and just be like, I mean, it's valid. People can say they didn't like it. Do you have to? They don't have to, but freedom of speech, yo. I mean, yeah. I don't want to not allow anyone to say they didn't like something. Why not? Because of Ocarina of Time. That's (laughs) why not. That I. What's the thing? It's like opinions are like butts. Everyone's got, everyone's got one. They all kind of stink. Sure. I mean, that, just, that just can because be you thing. have, just because you have an, an opinion, you don't have to. Yeah, don't have to share it. You don't have to share it, but you have the right to share it. What if people said Generally no one speaking. likes Nintendo Pals? Would you want to hear that? No. <laughs> I think. I think. Feedback is good if it's constructive. So, and I think that there are a a lot of great examples of people that come in and go, I liked XYZ in the Nintendo Direct, but there were pacing issues. Like, why did they show this and then this and then this? Why were there five different farming simulator games in this last Direct? Why was it so Square Enix heavy? And uh, yet there's no Pixel Remasters coming to Switch. <laughs> Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. Like, th- there's valid criticism and there's valid, like, feedback that I think hopefully hopefully gets somehow fed back into the machine that is the direct generator, and then they try and do better next time. But I think that process doesn't happen. Uh, I I really don't think that they listen to and apply feedback to how the Nintendo Directs do. Because their motivating driving force is money. Not fan feedback. (laughs) For For what they're doing with Nintendo Directs. They're trying to sell you games. So, almost always, there's going to be tent poles of games in these presentations. In this case, I'd say it was probably Pikmin. Uh, 
Zelda, Zelda being the biggest one, and maybe that Fire Emblem at the beginning. And then in between is going to be the stuff that won't have this already huge dedicated fan base, but that they're hoping that all the people that came for those big tent poles will sit and still watch, which they do. And they complained about it, but it worked. You saw it. You know it's there. <laughs> We're talking about all these farm sims. We know they're there. Like that's like it's that's that's what it's all about. They're they're trying to sell you on games that you're not already going to buy. Like we're already all going to buy Zelda. Although not all of us apparently. It kind of blows my mind that there are some games that the attach rate is just not like a hundred percent. And Zelda like is Zelda. one of those games. Yeah. And the other there one is, is no Metroid game with... Prime. <laughs> This just hammers back the point that we were making earlier about how it's never going to appeal to everybody. There is no game with a 100% attachment rate, except for Wii Sports on the Wii, when that came with the console. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, there is nothing. The, the closest we've got is Mario Kart, and even that's like 38%, somewhere in the 30s. Yeah. That's not a, that's not even to be, close to, be to 100%. Some people have multiple switches, and they don't really need multiple of the game. So I think that helps. Unless it's Animal it Crossing, lower. then you do need multiple of the game because you can only have your one island and all that stuff. Uh, who even needs more islands? Who needs it? Yeah, I, I, I. That's that's just a really valid point you bring up, though, because even the biggest tentpole of games only appeal to thirty percent. <laughs> And so I, I I come in with all of this information in my mind. I, I, I come in not expecting anything. Because if you come in expecting things, then you're just, you're almost always going to be disappointed because what do we just see happen? Metroid Prime remake rumor, really big. Zelda remake rumors weren't there. They weren't there. Grub lied, man. Good old Jeff. You know, I, I, he, he, he was didn't right, know. and now Nintendo axed it. Yeah, he didn't know. Maybe he, maybe. Well, he now we don't wanna. Yeah, maybe Nintendo was like, "Well, if you're gonna leak what we're gonna do, we're taking it out." And maybe they're still there behind the scenes somewhere. Who knows? But I'm just saying, like, if you come in expecting things, you're gonna wind up with some disappointment. But if you come in. Like you do for, well, I don't, I, maybe not everybody does this. I come in Christmas time having no idea what I'm going to get. I'm going to have a fun Christmas. So I open stuff up and am surprised pleasantly by everything. And then I got socks. Maybe not exactly what I would have asked for and was on my wish list, but there's some cool socks. Or have you ever gotten a Christmas present that you don't like at all? <laughs> that, that, that you're like, I hate this. Uh, I've told the story on one of our podcasts before, how I got a keyboard for Christmas. Do you remember that story? Have you shared this story with you before? You don't remember it, so I'll share it again. Nope. <laughs> I asked for a 3D uh, VR game. For Spider-Man, you put you put on Spider-Man gloves, and it plugged into the TV, 
and you wore you wore glasses or something. I don't I don't remember exactly how it worked. It was not retrospectively probably absolutely terrible quality, like like the worst of worst. Not not a good thing. But it was a big ish box. And when I pulled the big ish box out from under the tree, I was so certain I was gonna get Spider Man three D video game. And what did I get instead? An electronic keyboard. A piano. And the disappointment on my face was probably one of the most probably one of the most uh, awful things I could have done to my parents. Is it, yeah, a straight gut spent, punch to both of your parents. Who spent so much money on musical equipment because they knew it was something I would like. And I was so disappointed. But I, you know, was like, thank you. Oh, wow, what a great gift. I got so much time out of that thing, man. I got so much time. I loved that keyboard. I played it so much. And maybe more games need to be looked at like that. You're not exactly hyped for it out the gate, but it might be really good, and you don't know until you try. Just like Echo the Dolphin. Every game series started this way. At some point, you were like, I'll try it out. And then you got hooked, right? Like No game series has ever summed that up better than Desert Storm. Mom, Desert Storm mom saw game. it in a bargain bin. She's like, this is $7. We should get it. And I was like, it's in the bargain bin for a reason. It's probably a garbage game. She's like, well, it's $7. You're getting it. And it was fantastic. <laughs> I love that game. And then I got the second one. I'm thinking of like uh, Spelunky for me. I don't know what even possessed me to buy that game. Was it part of a Humble Bundle? I know I've gotten Rampage Knights yeah. part of a Humble Bundle, which I really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Castle Crashers as well, I think, actually. Yep, yep. a lot of indies that were, are some of like the most Duck popular game. ones we've gotten. Duck Game. Duck Game's more niche. I don't think that's really... Stick but I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like the first time I tried different series. So like The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's the first time I tried a Zelda game. I had not heard of Zelda before that. Because I didn't have it on the Super Nintendo. And this is pre-internet era when everybody was online talking about games coming out and how cool they are. So when I got Ocarina of Time. No, I had played Smash Bros. So I know who I knew who Link was. And I was like, finally gonna play one of these Link games. <laughs> wow, cool. They made they made this Ocarina of Time game based it's off like of Fire Smash Emblem. Bros. It's like How Fire cool Emblem for most Fire Emblem fans, <laughs> right? <laughs> like they all played it because of Smash Bros. And then they're like, I actually really like this game. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like first party Nintendo games, like the first time I played them right. and why well, I decided to pick pick up the game. I mean, fun prank idea. If you have a child, uh, convince them that Smash Bros came out first. And then all these other games are just spinoffs of Smash Brothers. <laughs> Perfect. Like, do you recall first playing Metroid Prime? Because Metroid Prime was your first Metroid game, right? Why did you Almost. get it? I had played some of the handhelds. Why? Why I did had you never get... owned one? I don't think though. But what, like, why did you pick up that game? Uh, because it was awesome. The cinematics were incredible. I'd always enjoyed the other 
did you see the cinema? No, like what what I'm asking is like the first time, like the first time you were introduced, why did you, why did you decide, hey, I, mom, buy this game for me. I want this game. Because the trailers were awesome. Okay, so you did see trailers for it. And I knew I liked the other Metroid games. I'd played through most of like a couple of them. Okay. And they were taking it 3D. It was the future. I wonder I, I wonder how many people have that experience with, with first party Nintendo games that people write off, like Fire Emblem. They're like, uh but someone watches that and goes, I've really enjoyed playing Fire Emblem characters in Smash Bros. And they see the cinematics and they're like, this game looks really dope. And then they pick it up and then they find a new series that they love. So it's like before you knock a game, before you knock a trailer, like just think about the games that you love. There was a time when you first <laughs> when you first didn't know that that existed. The only game I can't I I cannot I because I've played Mario for so long. I I have no memory pre Mario. <laughs> Mario has always existed <laughs> in my life. So I don't I don't remember what it was like and like why I picked up a Mario game, you know. But I I do kind of have memories of that for Zelda. It was because it was like, oh, he's in Smash Bros. And he's green. Green was my favorite color. Was. Is. Still is. Well, Micah, that's all the time we've got for today. We got to get back to playing Animal Crossing. (laughs) Animal Crossing New Leaf on our Nintendo 3DSs. But before we go, Micah, I just want to close out here. Thanks, thanks uh, for having this conversation with me. It's it fun. To, it was fun. I, I like. We kind of went all over with this one, but interesting pal topic. Listeners, please, we want you to be a part of this conversation. Jump on over to our Discord. Let us know what you think. What makes a good Nintendo Direct? What are the what really boils it down to being good? What does your dream Nintendo Direct look like? Do you think it's possible? And uh, realistically, how do you feel about? Nintendo Directs in general. Are most of them good for you? Or are they bad? Maybe they're not for you. Who knows? With that, we'll close up here. Micah, where can people find us? On the internet. That's true. And we're on the internet. our houses. Also, so we're not going to tell true. you where that don't, is. Don't do that. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We have a Discord. We have a podcast, which you listener could leave a five-star review should leave a five-star review for our podcast leave us some feedback let us know how we're doing um yeah and if you're listening to this you probably already knew we have a podcast we have a podcast yeah i it's it's great we also have a youtube channel that is dedicated to gaming and stream to youtube content what does that mean well you ever watch Small Ant? You ever watch Point Crow? You ever seen a Doug Doug video? Those, those kinds of streamers that make YouTube-specific content from the things that they stream. You want to see us do things like that? Challenge runs, speed runs, uh, goofy game challenge and events? You want to see me wear a daisy dress? <laughs> Check out our YouTube channel, which we are really trying to push to get that to 1,000 subscribers would really appreciate your help if you go out and check that out and and give us a subscribe a subscription subscribe to youtube 
and uh, check out some of our video content there. We put a lot of love and effort into those videos. They take a long time to produce, but they are very fun to make. So check them out. And with that final shout out here to all of the people that support us over on the Nintendo Pals Patreon. Thank you so much for everything that you do to help make things like this possible. We we are able to do some pretty cool stuff, and we've got some exciting announcements coming up. Oh my god, exciting exciting stuff coming up that uh, would not be possible without without Patreon, without people subscribing to us on Twitch, um, and without you just listening and checking out our content. We really do appreciate that. Thank you to everybody. And here we go. We'll close out here with the Pokemon Patreon, the Patreon Pokerap. I I really need to give a, a like a definitive name of what this is. The Patreon Pal Pokerap. That's not it. The Patreon Pokerap. Here it is. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. Shout out to over on Patreon. LPD, Rizzle, Retro Project Day, You Dog Gamer, Slim Tour, Spanish, and Solo Something, Brian, and Little Miss Seven, and Constant. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all. Gotta catch em all. Patreon. K19, Third Strongest Man, Tim the Nintendo Dattle, and Seth Sturge, Monkey Thunder, Purple Bioma, Dat Fast John, and Love a Place 2. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all. Yeah. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all. Yeah. Gotta catch em all, Patreon. Let's get 150 or more, yeah, please. To be a Patreon donor is your destiny. Thank y'all so much for listening. You can be a part of the Patreon Pokey Rap too by checking out patreon.com slash Nintendo Pals. Have a great night.